Well, I was uh, working at Pinellas County Jail. Inmates used to ask me, Chaplain, what's the uh, word for the day? My response would vary from words like hope, grace, rescue, and even the word perseverance. As inmate trials were delayed, witnesses came and disappeared. Additional criminal charges were added. Words of encouragement to not give up were never turned away. We had many opportunities for encouragement to persevere when we watched the Summer Olympics in Japan this past July. Through the delayed telecasts and with fellow team members, we encouraged athletes who had persevered in training to do their best in the competition. I remember myself, swimmers like Bobby Fink from our own St. Petersburg, came from behind more than once and won the gold. Anybody else see that? I might have been, okay, a couple of you did. But I remember standing up, even though it wasn't in Japan, saying, go, go, and Bobby'd pull it out the last second. That was exciting. It was almost like we were there. Our wrestlers like David Taylor and Gable Stevenson persevered, won their gold medal events, and they were the underdogs. Our shot putter Ryan Krauser and multiple medal swimmers like Caleb Dressel and Katie Ledecky. Then I also remember the long jump. Jumpers, they would put their hands, there There was nobody in the crowd except competitors, and they'd start putting their hands in the air trying to get people to encourage them, do their best, jump as far as they could, and then they'd have a little smile on their face and they'd run, and most of the time saw pretty good efforts on those jumps. So they needed encouragement to persevere, especially being away from home and No crowd there to cheer them on. Some soldiers who deployed overseas received this coin that I gave out as a chaplain. There was a place in California, and they made these. They're silver-coated. I would give those to soldiers as they were on their way for a deployment overseas, and I remember several of them returning and saying what it meant to them to to have a coin in their pocket. And you know what verse was on? It happens to be the verse we're going to look at this morning, Isaiah 41.10. And they needed that encouragement to know that even though they were away from home and in a, a battlefield, that God was with them. So join me in Isaiah 41.10. And here we find three words of encouragement to persevere in a world getting more and more hostile toward us. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I don't know about you, but I need that encouragement every day when I wake up to know God is there. Before we look at these three words of encouragement to persevere, we need to understand the context of this verse. 
The captives of Judah didn't need to fear God's judgment because God had promised to restore them. Isaiah 41 through 48 share the end of their captivity in Babylon for 70 years for disobeying God's command to rest the land every seven years. Radio Bible teacher and pastor Warren Worsby shares God's not afraid of the nations because he is greater than the nations. Cyrus may have thought he was accomplishing his own plans, but actually he was doing the pleasure of the Lord. By defeating Babylon, Cyrus made it possible for the Jewish captives to be released and allowed to return to their land to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. Now we come as we go to Isaiah 41.10 to the first word of encouragement. It says that fear not, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxiously looking about you, for I am your God. That first word of encouragement, God is with us. He is with us. God is with us. Fear not speaks of fearing from apprehension of danger, a sense of our weakness combined with trembling and terror. What are some things that can cause fear? I'm sure there's nothing, but I was going to throw this out. Is there anything around us that can cause fear? Anyone? Drivers on 19. Drivers on 19, yes. Don't want to spark road rage or get involved with anything like that. Anything else besides driving? Okay, decisions made by government workers. Can fear that. Uncertain future. And God already knows our future. We know our future in the Lord. Anything else? Health issues. Nobody has that, I'm sure. Someday we'll have new bodies. We won't have to worry about any of the health issues. But these words from God means we don't have to be afraid because God keeps His Word. He says, I am with you. If we really believe that, He's with us right now, no matter what happens. The Lord could come in the next minute, couldn't He? Wouldn't that be great? Be with Him forever? Won't have anything to worry about with the Lord. John MacArthur relates, Israel need not fear God's destructive judgment as the rest of the nations do because He is their God and will be faithful to His promise to restore the nation. They had to be looking forward to being restored. They had been taken out of their country and they had been basically slaves for 70 years working for another government. We have the comfort of passages like Psalm 139. I think that's uh, one of the great groups of verses that can always encourage and comfort us. Because it says, beginning of verse 7, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take wings of the morning 
and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as a day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you have formed my inward parts. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. We should know that every day, and we should take that as comfort. Inmate Larry Harris wrote this. He's serving time in Fort Stockton, Texas. It says, you are not alone. Many people do not believe in the name of Jesus Christ. It is because of all the troubles that have happened in their lives. There are some who believed in him, who backslid and turned away. The bad things that happened in this life made them lose their faith to pray. Some speak to me words of defeat during the storm I'm going through. I then reply with my head up high that I have faith and you should too. In this life I live, I have struggled, I have seen so many rainy days. There are times I would have given up, but instead I cried and prayed. The devil whispers in my ear, there's no way I can go on. Then it appears as I pray in tears that God has left me and is gone. I felt so convicted and ashamed for all the sins and wrong I've done, for I have faith that God will finish the work that he's begun. Many people do not believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I am a living witness that God can change your life. For every problem I've had in life, God has moved them all away. That is because instead of giving up, I choose to fight and pray. God has never let me down in all the storms I've gone through. God has been so good to me and he will do the same for you. And again, that was from a young man serving time behind bars. It says here in this verse, be not dismayed. Don't be bewildered. Don't be faint-hearted, alarmed, not knowing where to turn, being broken so as to be disabled. Psalm 121 reminds us, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Even King David struggle with this. And Psalms, like Psalm 102, verse 1, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me. In the day that I call, answer me speedily. Psalm 88, verse 1, O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles. While I was working with soldiers in Panama, working the streets, during the L.A. riots, soldiers would turn to psalms for encouragement to keep going. 
And a few of them that I would share with them included Psalm 27, Psalm 46, and then Psalm 91. And I had the privilege, uh, a lady wanted to do something to help soldiers and she didn't know what to do. So what she did was she made these bandanas with Psalm 91 printed on them. And the soldiers, as they were even on the streets of L.A., they would use this as a bandana or they'd stick it in their pocket to remind them God was with them. Even though they were in a place that it could explode any minute, but God was with them. In Panama, He was with them in L.A., wherever they were. And so I had one soldier who actually came back and she said, Chaplain, I just want you to know whoever moved you to give me this bandana, I came back with it, but it saved my life one night. As we were under fire, she said, I looked at that and I read that, and God gave me peace in the midst of mortars going overhead and saved us from the enemy fire at that time. So God is with us everywhere we are. And there's an importance in our own lives to know in the doctor's office, after a car accident, at our jobs, with the SOS mission team to Africa, when a family crisis hits, it's important to know God is with us. He will not desert us. Because if He did, He'd be lying and God can't lie. So we can take Him at His word. We can't take much around the world around us at its word, but we can take God at his word. So we need to know that encouragement, God is with us. The second word of encouragement is next. It says there as we continue in verse 10, I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Do we need to know that? Do we need God's strength? We get up in the morning and saying, God, I don't really need your help today. I've got everything lined up and it looks like it's all going to go as planned. You ever have a day go as planned? That's one thing I learned working at Pinellas County Jail for the sheriff the years that God gave me that opportunity. I'd get to the office and I, you have it all lined up. And you look at that schedule book and you say, okay, 8 o'clock this. And they say, chaplain, we had something come up. They need you in Max right now in Delta. A fight broke out. Oh, well, I better postpone that 8 o'clock. Maybe make it 9 or 10 or maybe not at all today. And things would continue to come up, but those would all lead to opportunities because God is in charge of the day. He knew what was coming up just like with our day. He knows how it's going to go before we even start it because He's already there. He's already ahead in our lives. Strengthen means to empower, to make firm, feeble knees so they can't be thrown down by another. In other words, God braces us with His strength. We must get our spiritual strength from God's Word and the encouragement He will help us. This was used in, uh, told in Job 4.4. Your words have upheld Him 
who was stumbling. You have strengthened the feeble knees. Anybody else ever feel weak in the knees? Okay, that can happen, can't it, in life? Sometimes we feel so overwhelmed. God says, I'm with you. I will strengthen you. You're not going to fall because I'm giving you my strength. Does God ever get tired? Ever says, well, I just can't really help out John today because I'm too tired. Does his power ever give out? Does his source, as the strength, ever quit? And at times I know I need physical strength. As I get older, I'm reminded after mowing the lawn, um, I can't do this a whole lot longer. Or lifting sandbags. Boy, those things are heavy. You can put a lighter amount in there, but they don't work as well, do they? And the water comes through. Or sometimes, this is, I know, hard to believe, getting out of bed. (laughs) God, help me get out of bed. I just don't feel like that strength is there today. You know, it's okay to ask God for strength to get out of bed. Because when we get out of bed and God is using us, He's woke us up for the day, right, Doug? God wakes us up in the morning. We used to tell inmates that. You have a purpose in life, God wakes you up in the morning. He has a reason you're here on this earth. And do we always know that reason when the day starts? No, but God does. And he's given us strength for that day. Here's a reminder from David Dross. He wrote this. He's in serving time in Abbeville, Georgia. Let not your heart be troubled. Set your spirit free. Let courage be redoubled and all doubts will flee. For worry is a burden set upon your soul when you should be girding armor made of gold. The devil uses worry to make you live in sin. Fear comes in its fury from very deep within. Let not your heart be sad and give it all to him who gave us all he had while hanging on a limb. He bore all our sins there upon the cross that we may all win redemption from sin's loss. Psalm 31.24 reminds us, Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all of you who hope in the Lord. Paul shares in 2 Timothy 4.16, At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's a testimony. How much did Paul go through? I don't think we could count all the things that he went through. But God gave him strength. And when no one else stood with him, God strengthened him. Other examples from the Bible include David who stood before Goliath, Joshua as he contemplated 
As the band was sharing this morning, the walls of Jericho. Paul, who was left for dead after being stoned. How bad a shape were you in when you're left for dead? <laughs> Pretty bad. And who was with him? Who did God have with Paul? Some, somebody was with him. Luke. And what was Luke? A doctor. Well, God had it all worked out ahead of time. Who is our only true source of strength? Is it piles of money? Remember the rich young ruler in Luke 12? What good did it do him? He said, look, I've got so much wealth, I'm going to build bigger barns. Did he do it? No, because he died that night. Is it power? What about King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4? One of my favorite books of the Bible, the book of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar was looking over his kingdom and said, look at what all I've done. And what did the Lord do? He sent him to the back 40 for seven years to grow hair like an animal and eat grass. Why? Because he needed to learn God was in control, not him. And it was God who allowed him to be the leader that he was. David records in Psalm 71:16, I will go in the strength of the Lord. That's how we should look at life. Listen to these thoughts written by Billy serving time in Alabama. And he wrote this, entitled Point of View. The other day I was complaining to the Lord above. Now we never do that. Not truly understanding the depths of his love. When at last in the stillness he spoke so sweet and true. He said, child, lift up your eyes and see my point of view. You see a mountain standing oh so tall. I see you with great strength standing above it all. You say you are so fragile, great strength you lack. I see 10,000 angels and my son has your back. You see a valley of darkness and despair. But child, what you are forgetting, the light of God is there. The storm may be raging and the billows may roll, but I'm right there with you. I'll never let you go. Remember the mustard seed won't stay tiny for long, for it becomes a great tree that the birds call home. Don't trust in your feelings, for they can prove untrue. Study my word and listen to my point of view. Sometimes we need God's strength mentally. I was serving as a chaplain in the army. I got a call from a newly promoted first sergeant's wife, Michelle, whose husband, Tony, was killed in a motorcycle accident near Orlando. It was a Saturday and they wanted a funeral on Monday. I had known the family for nearly 10 years. I had to rely on God's mental strength to know what to do, how to do it, so the family received God's comfort in the light of that tragedy. Other times we need mental strength dealing with a health crisis, a loved one in hospice, a family member dealing with a crisis, being overloaded with an issue at work or with a neighbor. 
the last part here that we see in God's promise here in Isaiah 41.10. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. God will help us. He will assist us. He will aid us. He will take over. The word help is used in 1 Chronicles 12.21 of the mighty men of Ziglag. It says, And they helped David against the band of raiders, for they were almighty men of valor, and they were captains of the army. They helped. God used them. God uses things around us, people around us, to help us. But He's the one behind it. He's the one that's with us. Prophets like Jonah cried for help as he prayed to God inside the belly of a great fish. Peter cried for help as he walked on water and then started to sink. Why was he sinking? What happened? He was walking on water. What's that? He took his eyes off Jesus for a moment. We never do that, but Peter did. And God said, go ahead and drown, didn't he? No, he went over and he grabbed him like he grabs us. When our faith is failing, when we're not trusting God like we should, and we start to sing, God grabs us. And he's not going to let go. I praise God for that. Nehemiah cried for help as he was being mocked. He was being ridiculed. False rumors were being spread about him that he was causing a rebellion. And God heard him. But all he could do at that time, Nehemiah, he threw up his hand and said, Help! That's all he could holler. And God was there. God's strength has no limits. And God's plan will be carried out. It doesn't depend on us. It depends on God. And God doesn't fail. Psalm 103 is one to remind us of this. Look with me at Psalm 103. Or actually turn to the Bible or if you have a tablet or iPad. But we can read here a few of these verses. A Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And it goes on and on. But we're to be blessing the name of the Lord. Why? Because He's always with us He's always giving us the strength that we need. And it's not like we can store it in our pocket because God gives us the strength we need for now. We don't store it up and say, God, I'd like an extra dose and I can put it in my back pocket for tomorrow. God says, when you need it, tomorrow you'll have it. But you trust me in the meantime for today. 
So now we come to the third word of encouragement. It says, as we conclude verse 10, Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That third word of encouragement, God upholds us. God upholds us. Uphold means to take hold of and hold up and support like a frame supports a tent. One year uh, while I was still in the military and we were at Fort Gordon, Georgia, we had training and a tornado came through. And when you're out in the field, you have no place to go. So we had soldiers all grabbing the pillars of the tent and hanging on to the pillars. And the tornado came through and they grabbed it and believe it or not, the tent stayed firm. When the tornado comes through in our life, God's holding the pillars and it won't blow away. And if our faith weakens, God will strengthen it and God will see us through. There's words to a song that I heard recently. It's entitled Fires, a Christian song. And I think the words are an encouragement here. It says, I remember how you told me that life may not be easy and everything that I need you've already given me. I remember how you told me I can trust you completely. So why am I doubting when you prove that you'd fight for me. You've walked me through fires, pulled me from flames. If you're in this with me, I won't be afraid. When the smoke billows higher, oh and higher, and it feels like I can barely breathe, I'll walk through these fires because you're walking with me. I'm changed by your mercy, covered by your peace, I'm living out the victory doesn't mean I won't feel the heat. You walk me through the fires, pull me from flames. If you're in this with me, I won't be afraid. When the smoke billows higher, oh and higher, and it feels like I can barely breathe, I'll walk through these fires because you're walking with me. We need to remember that. When the fires come, and they will, and the flames may get higher, but God's walking with us through it. Psalm 63, 8, remind us, my soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Psalm 119, 116, share, uphold me according to your word that I may live. God's almighty righteous hand will uphold us when everything else gives way and collapses. How many recall the song, He's got the whole world in His hands? Ever remember that? God's strong. He's almighty. There's no one greater than Him. When He's got a hold of us, He won't let go. When He's got us in His mighty right hand, we won't fall out. When we need strength, God doesn't say, okay, one too many, God. 
or crying out. He says, one too many, John. You're asking too many times. He never turns us away. He always hears us. He loves us. And He will never forsake us. I think too often we all underestimate God's power to uphold us. We've got to remember God specializes in the impossible from our viewpoint. Just like Job, we need to keep trusting God even though those around us say, give up and die. God says, trust me because I've got you. The next time we're under fire in life or where it feels like we're in a fire and we want to quit, we want to give up, remember God is with us. He is our source of strength and He upholds us with His mighty right hand. And I pray everyone would be encouraged from God's Word, from this verse. Persevere, stay strong. In the Lord, as evil, sin, and suffering are increasing all around us, God's got us, and He will never let go of us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the encouragement from Isaiah 41:10. The reminder, Lord, that. You are a source of strength. You are the one that's with us wherever we are. And you're the one who upholds us when everything else fails. You never will. Father, we know our time on this earth is brief, but some days seem endless. Help us to trust you more. Help us to lean on you, Lord, because you don't, you don't fall over and you don't let go of us. And I pray, Father, for anyone here who's got a burden, who feels overwhelmed, Lord, I pray you would encourage them through your word, through Isaiah 41.10, that you are always with us and you will strengthen us until the day you call us home. Whenever that is, Lord, help us to bring honor and glorify your name in how we live and strengthen our faith in you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.